What up, everybody? Pathlin here, and welcome to episode 1,223 of AskPat 2.0. You're about to listen to a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you. And today we're speaking with Matt Wojcik over at ml2solutions.com. He also has another website where he teaches digital marketing at digitalmarketingextreme.com. And he's got a very interesting question today. He's talking about getting more leads because his business has changed a little bit during the pandemic. In fact, he helped a lot of local businesses, businesses that would often get a lot of help from the Chamber of Commerce and other places like that. And he would you know, help out those kinds of businesses. But a lot of those businesses are now not able to do business like the way they were before. Many of them shut down. Many of them have changed their ways. However, Matt has now been able to consider different ways to build more leads and get in front of new audiences. So we're gonna go a little bit into the change and what has happened, but then we have a big brainstorming, just jam session, in fact, where a lot of new doors and opportunities open up and you can see exactly how we get there and where he's gonna go from here. So again, check him out, Matt, over at ml2solutions.com for his agency and digitalmarketingextreme.com. Here he is. Matt, welcome to Ask Pat. Thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me today. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm excited to get to know you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? My name is Matt Wasik. I'm a digital marketing strategist and owner of my own digital marketing agency. So I help small businesses with websites, search engine optimization, paid ads, analytics, whatever it takes to get them on the on the internet and raise awareness. And my background, I actually was in IT for 20 years, but IT is uh, in a state of flux. It has been for many years. The cloud really did change everything. So I decided I better change what I'm doing for my next kind of second part of my career. And digital marketing was a great and natural uh, transition for me, at least from the technical side, learning all the marketing stuff. But in the end, both IT and digital marketing is about helping people get what they need. You know, in this case, get on the internet and before make, make sure their computer or server didn't crash or things like that. So, and I've always liked helping people and, you know, that's what I'm trying to do, help them get over all these technical boundaries. I love it, Matt. Are you running the business with just you or do you have a team? Like, I'd love to know a little bit about like the size of your company. Yep, yep. Um, so um, even though I promote myself as a virtual business, um, that was pre-pandemic, but definitely now I am a company of one and I want to stay out of that way. So definitely want to leverage freelancers, virtual assistants, consultants to allow me to scale, but I'll still be the, the face, the strategist, basically the person they interact with, but, you know, to scale that way. Sometimes when you promote yourself as either a single person or a, quote, home business, uh, eyebrows get raised sometimes. And so, you know, I decided, nope, I'm a company. I'm a virtual business. I take care of you. I have a team, quote unquote, uh, that'll help you out. And, you know, how that works, that, that's me. I'm a project manager. I can take care of all those things. So That's cool. I love it. And is there any particular type of business that you help or is it kind of just like all general whoever? Well, definitely, as we've all heard, you know, to niche down. But um, one of the things that where I came from, the business I was working as an IT manager was providing home services. So that was a natural transition. So, you know, whether a plumber, electrician, you know, people that do local services, there's a lot in marketing that becomes unique when you talk about a local business. So you have reviews. Oh, yeah. You have local SEO, Google My Business or whatever whatever Google's calling it today. So there is a little bit difference. But I did notice during the pandemic that uh, for uh, both obvious reasons, some of those businesses could not function. I mean, unfortunately, they had to shut down. That opportunities started opening up in other ones uh, online. And fortunately, I had already been learning things about online courses and memberships. And so when uh, customers like that came up, I'm like, oh, wait, 
I can talk your language too. Yes, I'd love to help you with your marketing. Because at the end, things like SEO and paid ads, though different, are about promoting a business, whether it's a local business, a virtual business, an online business, you still need promotion and ultimately lead gen. Lead gen's different, you know, you don't have to walk around trying to convince somebody to fix your uh, leaky sink. But again, you're still selling a service, whether it's a course or, you know, I'll mow your lawn for you or something like that. Right, right. That's really what it all comes down to. So tell me, Matt, what's on your mind today and where can I best help you? Well, one of the things that I think the pandemic, uh, fortunately, does hope we're we're on the tail end of this, uh, really kind of showed was a lot of the, well, what were traditional ways to get your name out there, whether that be like joining a chamber of commerce, another local networking group, going to a, a local meetup or something like that, you know, going to quote unquote where your customers are. Well, we couldn't, we, we just couldn't um, for, for those reasons. And I think some businesses and some organizations transitioned well, and, and some didn't. And maybe they're just going to I don't know. Chamber of Commerce is around for decades. They, they're probably always going to be that way. But what it started me thinking more about were some of the things I was thinking when I started my business to make sure I had multiple revenue streams. Hey, wait a second. Can some of this online techniques work for local businesses? And obviously, you've been talking about passive income strategies for a long time and things like that. And so it got me really thinking, you know, should I be developing an email list? Should I set up a lead magnet, you know, things like that. And and I've been going back and forth on that, but I'd love to get your take on that. So yeah, well, where are you struggling right now? Is Are you looking for like different kinds of leads and, and having issues with that? Yeah. And I think, and again, I may not be sure of this, but it does feel like when you're in the client service industry, you too are always about generating leads. My clients, you know, hey, I need, I need more, uh, you know, roofs to repair or whatever. So it's kind of like, yeah, I guess they're in client service too. So yes, lead generation, I think is is the ultimate thing that uh, definitely a marketing company. I mean, we're, we're looking for customers too. The only weird part I think is is the difference between the B2B market and the B2C. You know, if you're selling a product, you know, obviously, as you know, make one course and you can sell it a thousand times. Yeah, provide someone SEO. Uh, you still have to do the SEO for the next client. There's only there's only so far you can take that. But nevertheless, I think lead gen, especially coming out of the pandemic, I think it has changed. People are looking differently for things. They're looking in different places where they might not have before. It's you know, still always word of mouth referrals. That's going to happen. But that's not scalable where I think a lot of the online techniques do have more scalable potential within them. Yeah, I mean, lead gen, I mean, there's a whole expansive universe about the different kinds of things that you could do to generate leads. Really what it comes down to is like you said, and what we were talking about earlier is like getting to where the value is as quickly as possible. You know, what used to work back in the day was just like information, like information didn't exist. I mean, I mean it was just the internet was coming about. So if you had information, the more of it, the better. And now it's like the opposite. We don't want more information. We just want like results and transformations as fast as possible. So to me, whether it's B2B or B2C, always understanding who it is that you're targeting is number one. Like what are their problems? What are their challenges and struggles? And this is why niching down is really key. And if you wanted to focus on one particular sector to start out with and focus on what their particular struggle is, or maybe the number one challenge or the number one struggle and build something to really either overcome those objections right away or even provide some sort of result in a very short period of time, well, then that helps you stand out from all the other noise that's out there because that's the other problem that's happening is there's everybody's fighting for each other's attention now. So how do we like stand out amongst the other person who's also trying to get this person's attention too? And that, of course, that lead magnet, that value proposition that comes up front for free could come in many different ways. 
It might just simply be the best answers to questions that people are asking. It could be perhaps a report of some kind that people need to get access to to be able to better understand how to do what they need to do. It could, in fact, be a solution to a very specific problem or a piece of software that maybe is given out for free. A, a loss leader is sometimes going to be an, an option where, yes, it might require a little bit of work up front, but then the outcomes or the ROI is much higher. And that loss leader can come in many different forms. It could come in the form of you know, giving away something that you could potentially charge for, or it could come in the form of a quick consultation, you know, especially if you're charging higher. So, you know, if that's the case, if like in many cases, B2B, a quick call or a consultation is going to be like the starting point, the answer is, okay, well, how do we get to that phone call as quickly as possible? How do we reduce the amount of friction? How do we, before they even feel like they need to call, know that they're going to call anyway? Where can we go to put ourselves in front of them? And thankfully, like you said, we're coming hopefully out of the pandemic and we're able to meet in person again. And a lot of those things that used to work are going to work again. But I think the environment has changed. So communities online where those people have now come to, to to find each other could be great. And building relationships with those leaders of those communities or those admins and creating something for them or becoming the go-to resource that gets spoken about is a great thing to happen too. I know a business who's helping people with SEO in a way that's really interesting. They're creating, actually, this is, you probably know about them, HubSpot uh, once created a, a reporting tool, which was beautiful because after it was built, it was basically hands-off. People were coming in to a website grader. Yes. Yeah. And you can just pop in your website into this website grader. And I used it. Everybody else I knew used it because what did it do? It provided real results that were for me, like personalized for me in an instant. And of course, you get the report. It's like, hey, you're doing well here, but you're not doing so well here. So you could go and find the information yourself or you could just work with us. Yep. And of course, that's the, the perfect one to get the call. You know, absolutely. dude. Especially if it's very clear what solving that problem will do, right? If you solve search engine optimization, for example, because your website's too slow and all this other stuff that the report gives you, well, then imagine how much more money you'd make when you have all these customers coming in free of charge in front of your virtual door. So what ideas is this spark maybe sparking for you? I know I'm just kind of jib-jabbering right now, but like I'd love to know where you're... And, and I think this is the challenge of marketing. It is so broad. And I have the same struggle when, when, right, I, exactly. uh, when I talk to my clients. The thing is, usually they have a specific thing they're coming to to get marketing. So that, that sort of helps the conversation going. And what's that phrase, you know, the... Uh, cobbler without the good shoes. You know, you're, you're your own worst enemy sometimes. But no, and that's what I've been thinking more and more because traditionally you would be looking for local clients in your local areas. But now, and, and I think people have opened up this idea of, wait, I can work with anybody anywhere. So, you know, the idea of, you know, looking more toward the internet of finding your clients that way. So I, I think that's one way. And, and definitely community is one of those things that, you know, where are possible clients hanging out? But then I think, again, you get back in that that trap. Well, now you're casting your net wide again. You know, when you were just looking for local clients because you're local, you, you had a, a more finite base. But one of the things I thought, and it's interesting to bring up that hotspot example, because I was actually able to find a tool to put on my website to kind of do that automated, not an SEO report, but actually a digital marketing report. So that really provides that opportunity to say, hey, look, here's the things aren't going well. But like most challenges, you still got to get them on your website to see it. And HubSpot obviously has a much bigger presence. But the other thing that I have really thought about was this idea of providing value independent of my services. And by that, I mean providing, 
blank create. People want to do marketing themselves. Now, I'd love them to hire me. But again, they were like, hey, I can figure this out. The internet's there. I can watch some YouTube. Well, can you? Wait, wait a second. Why don't I take that knowledge and put it in a format where they can try it themselves with the hope that they'll find out, wow, this is really harder than it looks. And so that was one of those things. And that was actually a thing I did during the shutdown period where unfortunately my business pretty much stopped too because nobody's going to spend on marketing when they can't even open their doors. And so that's something I've been trying to do on the side is sort of develop maybe a parallel brand that is like, hey, want to do marketing yourself? Hey, here's some techniques. Here's some tools. Here's how to get started. Um, And then you move into the standard content marketing type of thing. So, you know, kind of playing both sides of the same marketing thing. I'll do it for you or I'll help you do it. So I like that. What's nice about that is then you can price anchor and show value on both sides, right? Hey, you can do this yourself, but look at how much time it's going to take you. And you don't have the time to do that. So let me do it for you. Here's how much I cost, but here's how much, you know, you'll get back as a result of that investment. Uh, And then on the flip side, it's like, you know, a person may not want to work with you right away and think that they could do it on their own. And maybe they can. And great, you could still provide value to them, but you cost a lot and this costs not a lot, but maybe they couldn't afford you anyway, but now you're still able to at least, you know, take in a little bit of revenue or at least, you know, help a person and then maybe word of mouth takes play from there. So tell me a little bit about how you're doing that. Are you on a YouTube channel or like what? what's your platforms for, for doing that? Yeah, yeah. So, well, first I'll admit it's kind of fallen by the wayside because my business has picked up. So that's good. Um, again, this was sort of my okay, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, right. but, but having said that, you want to you want to be not reactive. You want to be thinking ahead. And so this idea of multiple Proactive things. So, um, so I just developed an entire different brand, N- new website, different URL, whole thing like that. And just, well, kept myself busy writing content. So I created a whole bunch of how-tos because we know how-to is something people search for on YouTube. So created a bunch of videos there, repurposed those as a podcast. Admittedly, it's not a podcast. It's a repurposed video, but hey, you never know. And now it's just been kind of sitting there. But what I really thought the way to get people in that aren't just discovering it, say on a YouTube, was an email newsletter, you know, something that's providing content. So, hey, each week I'll give another marketing tip or something. You know, here's a video that goes along with it. By the way, check out my ultimate guide to digital marketing. And then throughout my website, of course, is a, a small little ad for my own agency. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, that's great. Yeah. So, so that's been kind of what I've been doing. The problem again is, I am a company of one. So, you know, maybe I need to realize I need to invest a little more and take some of the profits from one brand and move it to the other. So, yeah. So with, and again, the ultimate goal I was realizing as I started developing it is there may be people who literally want to do their own marketing, but they still would like a guide, somebody to provide value. So is that a course down the road? Is that potentially a membership or book? And then again, I've been listening as you have too. community. Um, People want to be with other people. I got to believe that a bunch of plumbers would like to talk about their marketing because they're in different areas. They're not competing against each other, but they're like, what gives? We, we need more leads. What, what's working? You know, how can we do this? What's this Google business thing? Why is Yelp so bad? I mean, they, they want to talk with each other and, and just go, yeah, that's what's working. And, you know, if there isn't a community like that, well, hey. Maybe I should start one, you know, again, with a marketing slant, obviously I'm not going to teach them how to do plumbing or uh, how to, how to balance their bills. There are other things. Yeah. Plumbers marketing society or something like that. Right. Uh, maybe not. Cause that's PMS. Maybe we don't want that. Yeah. Um, acronym, <laughs> you gotta always anyway. watch the acronyms. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no, just the idea of realizing that 
you know, as a small business owner myself, thinking pre-pandemic as a local business myself, not a virtual business. I mean, I structured that, but not really thinking like that. You know, I was going to chamber commerce meetings. Hey, there are probably groups of people out there that would resonate with this and like to talk to fellow small business owners, you know, because you, you like to talk to people who have the same problems as you. You know, maybe that's not the first step, but, you know, thinking again about how you can build up with always still being available. Hey, you're just tired and you want to run your business. Hey, I, I got an agency. We can take care of this for you and bring you in some leads. So, I mean, imagine my, my thought now, Matt, is imagine if you stepped up to become the person to bring all these service-based people together to learn from each other, to learn even w- whether it's just specifically a plumber community or it's maybe one ring out, it's a service-based community, but there's plumbers and there's you know, dentists and like, or whoever in there, but they can kind of learn from each other too, which is, which is really interesting. And I like what you said, because it is a worldwide audience, likely they're not even going to be competing with each other. So, I mean, there's a ton of value there. I would start with even just one sector and just start talking to people and say, Hey, would you be interested in this? Like, what could you do to micro test this? Maybe it becomes a a limited time even just so that if it doesn't work, you know, it's going to end and you don't have to worry about managing a not so great community forever. But say like, Hey, I want to try something for the, you know, the third quarter in 2022, we're going to put together a plumbing community just to see if, if there's value there and it's free to join. And, you know, you just you just wrangle a whole bunch of people in there and then you get to see like, was that great? Was it was it not great? And of course, all along the way, you're in there helping making connections. You're in there to provide that safe space for those people to connect. And wow, so much value. What could I do in return? Or, you know, hey, like this community is sponsored by your agency. Right. It's like that could be amazing and could be a nice way for you to have a pool of people to even test other things with down the road. I mean, that's that's absolutely incredible. And then imagine that just, just like a plumber one, you get to the National Plumber Society and they hear about it and you invite them in there and, and maybe they become a guest AMA, ask me anything like person for a, you know a week for the plumbers who are in there to come in and just the plumbers start talking with each other about joining this thing. There's meetups in person that happen and literally it's just all in one sector. And oh, by the way, like if you need more leads, we all know who to go to, right? Go to Matt, obviously, because he's the guy. That could be really amazing, you know, and and I would start in a single sector first. You know, there was a story about a guy who created a universal bug spray. I don't know if you've heard me tell this story before, but he created a universal bug spray, killed all bugs. So he packaged it up as a universal bug spray, sold it in the stores and nobody bought it. Nobody bought it because people have an ant problem, they went to get the ant killer. People have a roach problem, they wanted the roach killer. People have a spider problem, they got the spider killer. So what he did was he just took that formula, it was the same formula, but he just put a different wrapping around the package for the different problems that people had and it just sold like hotcakes because it was the best one. So you could create a course or a community or whatever, you could micro test again and you can create it specifically for one sector. Mm-hmm. And then you test that, you you feel what what that's like, and it's it could you be automated even at, at to a point where you're you're full, fully removed from it even at some point, and then it works. Okay, let's package it in another thing and just change the first module to be specific to that particular sector, and then you can have like these suite of courses down the road. Yeah, no, there's there's a lot to say, and again, it goes back to again finding those commonalities between people, and people already have the company uh, pest control business owners are going to be way more interested in talking with each other than pest control owners and plumbers, you know? So again, it goes back to 
you know, again, think about a niche, think about a, a way you can provide value to a group and be that facilitator. And one way or another, there are revenue opportunities in there if you can get the people together. Exactly. And imagine how much easier it is to target those people, like advertising wise. If Oh, if yeah. And that, that's where I was going was the community aspect is interesting, but it kind of still feels like, and again, we always seem to go back to, you know, building an audience through email because then you have those other opportunities. But again, that might be just we're, we're moving on beyond that and really bringing people together as opposed to just trying to get an email going with them. Yeah, I, the way that I would do it would be to let's just use the plumbing example again. You know, I, I make friends or already have friends in that space and I invite two or three of them to all talk about their best marketing strategies on a webinar. And the webinar is going to happen on this specific date and I run ads or I yep. talk about it in communities so that, you know, everybody knows this event's happening where people can get a micro sort of Costco size uh, sample of the things that are going to be available elsewhere later. And that allows me to collect all those emails of all the people who are interested in that, right? If we get no emails, then okay, that sector didn't work and let's try it again in somewhere else. But that's how I would collect emails up front for value that is being provided. And that is also your lead magnet at the same time. That makes perfect sense. And that actually ties kind of a lot of these online techniques together. You're indirectly building your list. Right. You're offering value through a webinar. You're sort of developing potentially a community by just the people that show up. That's very insightful. And it, maybe I've been too lineal thinking you go step by step, but really you can package a whole bunch of things around. And I, I love this concept of the, the micro, micro test. Yeah, it's very insightful. <laughs> cool. I'm glad, Matt. And you know, a lot of industries are like, so webinars in my space, the entrepreneurial online business education space, they're very prevalent. In fact, it's just oversaturated, to be honest. But in spaces like plumbing. I mean, people go to plumbing conventions and they travel and they spend hundreds of dollars on, you know, like what about a free workshop that you can get at your own home? That's super massively valuable. And I wouldn't even call it a webinar per se. I would workshop. I think, yeah, workshop. Yeah. No, but and again, that's what's really fascinating because you would do that pre-pandemic, you would offer through like a chamber or a networking group, hey, I'm going to do a, a marketing seminar or something like that. And people would show up. Like in person. Yeah, in person. But again, now there's either there's still the hesitancy or they're too busy because they're, but this idea, hey, you still know there's some, you need to do better with this. Where can you? In fact, this is actually fascinating. Maybe using those quote unquote old school groups to be the ones that promote it. Again, you might have to pay them you know, to get on their, their yeah, chamber oh yeah. thing, but you know, they're all about ad promotions too and say, Hey, I'd love to sponsor a workshop for your group. And again, but I still like your idea of uh, specializing not because the chamber is kind of broad, but you know, the idea of saying, yeah, workshop and, but a virtual. And, and then there's the key because now they can all attend. Everybody knows how zoom works now. Uh, you know, you just fire one up and, and you give it the content. Yes, yeah. That is true. That is so true. Hey, you know how to use zoom now. Yeah. <laughs> I love that positioning. So, so lead into that. I look forward to catching up with you, Matt, and seeing how this how this all works. But I think that with your existing digital marketing knowledge now, along with these new ideas, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna knock it out of the park. And and, and if you swing on the miss on the first, you know, vertical, you know, you got you got more pitches coming your way. So agreed, totally agree. Well, Pat, thanks very much for brainstorming and giving me some ideas to keep running with uh, things. So. Appreciate it. This was a good jamming session. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate you. Where can people go to find out more about what you have going on? 
Sure. So my agency itself is ml2solutions.com. So that's that's my digital agency. My other brand, if you'd like to learn about a little digital marketing, is digitalmarketingextreme.com. So that was my my second brand. It's it's a good shell website. I know it needs more work, but you know, it's it's it was the thing that kept me uh, a little sane with kids running around the house trying to do schoolwork and I could just write and put up some content. So those are those are the two uh, presences I have on the on the internet right now. Awesome. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate you. My pleasure, Pat. Thank you very much for chatting with you. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Matt. Again, you can find him at ml2solutions.com and digitalmarketingextreme.com where he can teach us some stuff too. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. This was a lot of fun. And Matt, thank you again for coming on. And I wish you the best of luck. Can't wait to see what you do with a lot of the ideas that we had from things like the greater and the website sort of quiz situation, plus getting into digital communities that already exist and providing value there. And of course, at the very end there, really getting into a webinar situation, which acts as both a value add and a lead gen opportunity. So a lot of Really amazing opportunities for you, and I cannot wait to see what you do with this. So again, thank you so much. We'll have to catch up with you again in the future to see how everything works out. But thank you, the listener, for listening all the way through. If you wanna potentially get coached here on Ask Pat, just like Matt did today, all you have to do is go to askpat.com and fill out the application there. We'll see if it's the right fit, and I might reach out to you. I look forward to reaching out to you, hopefully. So again, askpat.com. And thank you again for all the reviews this year. I mean, we're almost halfway through the year. It's just kind of bonkers that we're here already. And I hope you are making your way toward your goals. If you need some help, if you need some support, accountability, masterminds, and all those kinds of things, I highly recommend you consider joining SPI Pro. You've heard me talk about it before, and it's I'm not gonna stop because it is providing the best value that we can right now because it's not just us at Team SPI helping you. It is all of you, all the listeners coming together and supporting each other and forming groups and getting challenged and holding each other accountable. It's a safe space to be able to ask questions and get help from other real entrepreneurs. So again, check it out. You can apply, see if it's the right fit for you. If it's not, we have some other options too, but you can go to spipro.com. That's it. Just go to spipro.com. Thank you so much, so, so much for listening. I appreciate you. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, and I look forward to serving you in the next episode. Until then, cheers, peace out, and as always, Team Flynn for the win. Thanks for listening to Ask Pat at askpat.com. I'm your host, Pat Flynn. Our senior producer is Sarah Jane Hess. Our series producer is David Grabowski. And our executive producer is Matt Gartland. Sound editing by Duncan Brown. Ask Pat is a production of SPI Media. We'll catch you in the next session. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, 
the Smart Passive Income Podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.